Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. If you're new to our corner of the podcast universe, we're so glad you're here. We started about seven years ago. This is a project that we started in our closets on the floor, thinking that maybe some of our friends would listen, but it has turned into a global community truly a movement to help you and support you through your many moments of growth and evolution. And we're just honored to still be kicking. I know. Our friends listen because we asked them to listen. (laughs) I remember when people gave us feedback, like on the first episodes. Oh, I've blocked that out. What did they say? I just remember one of my dear friends from home, Gemma, who's the homie. She was just being such a supportive friend. She's like, yeah, I think you guys will like get in the flow and was kind of like <laughs> just like saying that it was like kind of wild and crazy. Totally. But wild hey, she gave crazy. us a download. That's all that matters pretty <laughs> we, much. We do have an episode where Krista and I listened to our first ever episode, which gives you kind of a very funny uh, take on kind of what you're talking about, which is we had no direction tried to have a format and said didn't nothing. really know what was going we on. Said, we, we said zero things. We were 17 minutes in and we had said nothing. 17 <laughs> minutes in and we're like, all right, anyway, so let's get this episode started. <laughs> I just remember us saying, okay, so we want to be really real with you guys. And it's like <laughs> nothing had been said at all. And then we were already making the proclamation that we wanted to like be real. <laughs> and I just remember how much we, I would say totally. I know. I mean, call the cops. Yeah. It totally was... like, uh, you know, we say that sometimes still, but For not sure. as much, I not know. as heavy. My mom was right when she would get on my ass about saying like, I know. when I was Same younger, with my dad. Same with my dad. That's th- something about my parents that was actually correct. Mm-hmm. You know, also too, is my mom, when she would get on me about cussing, because when, when I was in high school, I was like, this is how I define myself. What was like your top three cuss words? F, B, B makes S. me laugh. Bitch. <laughs> oh my god. And shit? Um, yeah. What yeah. was yours? You didn't say any. No, I definitely no, I definitely did. Sure. No, I definitely did. Did you say them to your parents? <laughs> like no, me? I definitely too. did not. I remember when I did that once. Definitely did not. I was I would have been beat. It was <laughs> dude, it was like crazy because I remember building up the momentum to be like, you're a... And just like <laughs> fucking getting the courage up to do it. Me and my friend, we were talking the other day about the C word. Uh-huh. And we were like, if you use the C word, you had to actively add that to your vocabulary because that was not on the scene when we were younger. No. So you had to make a commitment of like, I'm going to use the C word because no one said C word when totally. we were in high school. Totally. I liked using the word crotch, but not to call me a crotch. <laughs> Like I would be on the on the monkey bars and I'd be like, ow, my crotch. <laughs> but like I thought it was kind of like bad. <laughs> I just see it as like <laughs> the place between. That would be your bad word. I remember when I used to nanny, there was the little boy that I nannied. He was like walking and he like kind of kicked the ground and he's like, shit. And he looked at me and was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, they know it's bad, but. Yeah, it's like I don't uh, not cuss, but it is something that I'm as I get older, I'm like, ooh, there is like a little bit of a sting to yeah, it. Yeah, more aware of. Yes, 100%. Well, if I if I see someone or hear someone cussing a lot, I'm like, Ew. yeah, totally. <laughs> Trashy. Like, you got some unresolved trauma. <laughs> 
Yeah, and like, then when I'm going off, I'm like, I'm like I need to let off steam. There is like an energetic of it where it can flow and really make sense, or it can really be like, yeah, nails on a chalkboard. We're like, okay, grow up, totally, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> My mom used to say that. She'd be like, "You sound like trash." <laughs> I'd be like, "Mom, I am. Terry never cursed." Mm-mm, nope. That's nice. Nope. I don't think my mom did either. Yeah. She'd be like, yes. Belay, that's it. Yes. Crap. Crapola. Uh Uh-huh. My mom says epic fail. Oh, epic. Yeah, that's her new thing. She's just like, oh, yeah, that's an epic fail. I'm like, you're reading too many Facebook memes, lady. You need to, like, (laughs) cut it out. Um, I'm excited to have you in person. I know. Me too. Lindsay's in in studio, baby. Everybody. You know what's funny is when I shared my post, my separation post, which... I did an episode on that, um, separating from my partner. I had someone DM me. They were like, I was afraid it was you and Lindsay, how much you've been talking about like separation. They no thought it was way. like us. Isn't that funny? Because I've been Dude. like, well, also. And I'm, I'm just living my life. I'm like, me too. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because we'll talk about friendship breakups a lot, just right. because that's a lot of people in our community are experiencing that right now. So we want to support them in that. We've also had our own experiences with it. So I think that paired with like, live your life, like choose yourself before like, oh shit, they're done. <laughs> this is it. Oh, it was such a beautiful episode. How do you mm-hmm. feel in kind of the wake of putting that out? Let's see. I lost followers the day I shared. Justin gained followers. It's all good. Oh, I good. see you guys. <laughs> I'm watching you. And I know where you live, so it's all good. <laughs> we were laughing about that, actually, Justin and I. Um, I feel really good. I feel incredibly liberated. And I'm, you know, joking about, not joking about the followers, but it's one of those things, like, I feel so clear and aligned with what I did, how we handled it, everything I said, that there's nothing that anyone could say to me or yeah. do or... You know, I didn't even read the comments on it. I read the DMs, but, and I, I do want to read the comments because I don't want to avoid receiving the love and support from people. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it's, no, there's nothing anyone could say to me that would make me feel differently than I do about it. So it's like a really powerful feeling. But the day of, I felt really low. I yeah. um, So to back up, I shared publicly about my separation from Justin, my partner who I've been with for like 10 years. And so that's kind of what we're talking about, the post that I did recently. But um, I feel great. I'm so grateful. And I think it was necessary for me to move forward and not feel like I wasn't going to teach or talk about certain things or I was going to hide. You know, I didn't want to hide. I wanted to make sure that people sort of knew where I was at and could understand what I have gone through. And what I've gone through has given me so much more confidence and made me so much more clear that... It's going to be shown in my work and what I do. So it's helpful for people to understand the context of it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's such an interesting thing to have like a public side of your Mm -hmm. life, you know, and to kind of really navigate one experience to the next, like how you share this or if you share certain things. And I think, I think it only, the way in which you share and the relationship that you have with your audience in particular, you know, it is, it is part of the relationship to Mm -hmm. be honest, but then it's also, it carries that like medicine. If we're overusing the word medicine, I'm sorry, but there, it carries medicine. Um, 
And so while I'm sure it wasn't the most comfortable thing to post that and to feel the way you were feeling that day, I know that like on a soul level, you also know just the, you're, one, you're not the only person, you're yeah. not alone. And so many people I'm sure took a deep breath after reading that and being like, okay, you know, where I'm at is not where I'm going to be forever. And I can actually make a decision for myself. So yeah, it's really complex and it's really nuanced having this like public side of our lives. But I just thought it was really beautiful and done so well. And now I'm making your dating profile. And <laughs> a lot of people have already said they're like, can I help you make it? I'm like, no, <laughs> just I don't know if that's they said that if you have a cat in your profile and your dating profile, that you're less likely to get hits. Just make it like the fifth picture. Like cutie yeah. cats. Like, who cares? I mean, is it crazy though? I'm like, huh? are you sure it's not just for guys? That's true. Could be. I don't know. I just know that there's data on that dogs more likes, more engagement. Crossing another bridge, but I'm excited for this conversation with Brad yeah. Yates. He's my tap daddy. He's tap the daddy. person that I've been tapping with for probably a year now. EFT tapping is something I've talked about a little bit on the podcast. It is one of my recent, as in the past year, favorite ways to reprogram, favorite ways to reconnect, and favorite ways to just support myself in rewriting a lot of stories that I have. Yeah. So I've been using this through my separation, through being single, through body image conversations, through friendship conversations. And I really love it because it involves the body you know, EFT tapping is something that we're going to be talking a lot about and Brad can explain it better than I, but you tap on specific points on the body that you can rewire old limiting beliefs with by bringing up the limiting belief and then reprogramming the new belief that you want to live and work with. And also what I love about EFT tapping is its parts as well. So I love honor and accept all parts is IFS, you know, internal family systems parts work. And this incorporates parts work, which is something that I'm such a fan of. So we can find and understand and look at all parts of us, even the parts of us that believe that we're never going to find love, even the parts of us believe that, you know, we don't look a certain way, so we're not going to succeed or whatever the limiting belief is. We can look at that through EFT tapping and then work with it, honor it, love it and accept it and then rewrite the story that it has. Yeah. Yeah, I was candidly kind of skeptical of this form of um, healing and rewiring our brain and beliefs because I was like, how do I? Like, totally. I don't Sometimes get it. when it's simple, you're like, I know. The simpler it is, 100%. honestly, there's a part of me that just, yeah, I think there's a part of me that really loves the the process and the hard 100%. and the steps and whatever. Um, but I loved meeting with Brad. We actually walked through many a um, scenario and many a belief to rewire. So I think a lot of you will have a, a few templates at least um, of where to start with tapping. Um, and he's just like the most loving, kind, passionate Dude. person ever. The fact that he is making a living tapping. Mm -hmm is just so cool and I love seeing people in their purpose. Um, so yes, he explains exactly what EFT tapping is. We're going to walk through a lot of different 
uh, reprogramming, using tapping. We talk about his story and how he came upon this method um, and how he's brought it just to the world. I also got to meet his wife, which was really, really cool and the best. And it was just really sweet to see like their, yeah, their connection and their support for one another, you know, like for Brad to find his passion. He was an actor for years after all this time and really lean in like he has and for her to be incredibly excited and supportive was just a nice little, nice little model and example um, for me to peek into during that interview. But I'm excited for this. You're going to leave this interview knowing exactly where to start. At first, I was having trouble tapping on my own because I couldn't really get in the flow because there is a flow to it. Yep. And I kind of was like doubting my words. I'm like, that sounds stupid. Let's start again, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But the way in which Brad teaches it, it's it's really simple and you kind of, you catch on to your own cadence and your own higher self conversation that really leads you in the tapping. Yeah, I love that. I agree with you. And what's interesting about tapping is that when I first got into it, I had the belief that I just tapped in the good things. Right. That I'm like, I am rich. I am hot. I, You know, mm-hmm. that you just tap on these points and only tap in good things. But it's not that. It's really accessing through tapping on these meridian points, you know, in Chinese medicine. That's where you get these these 12 points that you tap on. You can access these stuck emotions or feelings or energy that are really running the show. So for me, what I've been doing lately is my dreams have been very, very clear about the work that I need to do or the limiting beliefs that I have. As a Pisces, I'm like a big dreamer and it's Pisces season right now when we're recording this. So there's been a lot of access for me to that, to my subconscious. And so I'll have the dream and in it, I'll go through and analyze the dream, maybe like a Jungian perspective analysis of the dream. And then I'll look at the limiting beliefs and then I'll tap it in my bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I had a dream the other night related to relationships where the belief that I have is that I have to control relationships. I have to control people to um, be in relationship, like Mm -hmm. in a relationship. If I'm not controlling, it's not safe. So that I could tap on and say, like, even though I believe that I have to control the person that I'm with, I still love, honor and accept myself. And I could be like all this control, all this control. What about the relationships where I've had more love when I don't control them? And you can kind of work to the actual belief that you want to have. So, yes, we're going to go all into it. I'm excited to hear you talk to Brad. And this is just such a great thing to bring to our community because it's free. It's accessible. You can watch the YouTubes online. You can learn how to do it and do it yourself. And we're all about providing you guys the tools and resources that we love and use that a lot of people are using. um, And that can hopefully support you in your healing journey and aligning to your highest timeline. Yes. Thank you so much, Brad, for joining me in New York. And you can learn more at tapwithbrad.com. You can find him on YouTube, easily accessible YouTube that he shoots all over the world in his travels. I love it. I think you did one at Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was one the other day I did. He got his haircut. He's like day two of this bad haircut. (laughs) And so he tapped on like an insecurity you may have about something, how you look. Totally. It was funny. And I was thinking about men. I'm like, isn't that easy? You guys just have a bad haircut. Totally. Like the world ends. You have so many things that could go wrong. All right, y'all. Enjoy this one. We appreciate your listenership. If you're not subscribed to the podcast already, make sure you're subscribed to Almost 30. We have new episodes every single week. And we also have our show, Morning Microdose, which is a way that you can set the tone for your day. It's five to 15 minute clips from the show 
that are more focused to bring joy, inspiration, curiosity, and more. So please make sure you're subscribed to Morning Microdose. We love you guys. Enjoy. So this is a crazy fact that I recently learned about caffeine. And so basically, caffeine gives you energy by blocking specific receptors in the brain that mediate critical functions like sleep, arousal, cognition, memory, and learning. Yes, it blocks specific receptors in the brain. And when I found this out, I was like, something about that doesn't feel right for me, that my body is having a natural reaction to feeling tired or feeling, you know, sleepy or feeling stable. And I'm taking something that every single day is blocking a natural reaction in my body that occur to send my body and brain signals to communicate. And so I went on this journey in the past couple months to quit caffeine, and nothing has felt better for me than being off of caffeine, even if it's for a little bit to let your body reset. It's been such a beautiful thing. So I've been taking mud water every single day, sometimes twice a day, because I like a little frothy, warmy, rich, earthy beverage in the evening, and I really love it. So mud water is a coffee alternative. It has four adaptogenic mushrooms. Ayurvedic herbs, and really a fraction of the caffeine as a cup of coffee. So you get the energy without feeling jittery, anxious, or having the crash. What would happen for me is I would drink coffee in the morning, feel super anxious, and like be running around town, just like doing tons of things, and then completely crash in the afternoon. Sometimes I would have to take a nap and I just wouldn't feel good. I knew that didn't feel like my natural energy rhythm, so I wanted to try to have a break. I love mud water because it's organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, and kosher, and how I make mine is I'll heat some water up. I'll mix the mud water in. I'll mix stevia in or monk fruit to sweeten it, and then I'll froth an unsweetened creamer on top, like a coconut creamer, an almond milk creamer. I'll add stevia to that too because I'm a sweet gal, and then I'll mix the two, and it is the most delicious, amazing thing that gives you really beautiful, stable energy through the day that your body loves. Your body loves these adaptogens. So I'm excited for you guys to try mud water. It's been incredible for me. It is so delicious too. Plus we got a discount code for y'all, 15% off to feel really good, to have stable, healthy energy, to try to break up with caffeine, to support you in your caffeine journey. You can use code A30 for 15% off at mudwater.com slash A30. So that's M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash A30. That's M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash A30 and use code A30 for 15% off and support Almost 30, support yourself, support your body, support your energy levels and feel really good with mud water. I recently learned about the idea of habit stacking and I was just so freaking fascinated This is the idea that you can build a major habit by thinking small enough to get started. And for me, (laughs) it might come as a surprise, but taking supplements every day, though I got them and and they're there, it's hard for me to do it consistently at the same time, feel really good about it. So I have it stacked my way to getting my DSO-1 daily symbiotic from seed into my belly every single day by keeping a glass of water on my um, kitchen counter every single morning and having my DSO-1 daily symbiotic beside it. And I would also just like write myself a little love note. So I would do all this the night before and then I would in the morning 
have that first thing. It's as simple as that. And y'all, it has worked. I've taken it every single day. I just love it so much. And I have experienced incredible improvements in my digestion and energy and more. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. That's 53.6 billion AFU for my nerds out there because I'm a nerd and I love I love this stuff. They have a ton of research and science on their website, but all you have to do is take two capsules once a day on an empty stomach. And this could be first thing in the morning, 30 minutes before your first meal or two hours after your last meal. The daily symbiotic is engineered to survive your external and internal environment. So the capsule in capsule via cap safeguards viability through digestion for delivery of an average of 100% of our probiotic starting dose to your colon. So a lot of other probiotics out there, they probably haven't worked for you because they don't survive your GI tract. So this is really, really important. Benefits include digestive health. 16 out of the 24 strains are specifically geared towards digestive health. And that makes sense. Uh, People take a probiotic for digestive health. So the fact that it works and it's amazing. Um, ease of evacuation, less bloating. It's just the best. Skin health. I've noticed that taking seed has dramatically improved my skin. So similar to your gut, your skin has its own microbiome. Your skin is home to trillions of microorganisms and their byproducts, collectively known as your skin microbiome. Both your skin and your gut have similar jobs to manage what comes into your body from the outside world and then communicate and relay information back to your body's nervous system, immune and endocrine system. So it's really important that we keep that in tip top shape. So I'm so excited for you to start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash almost 30 and use code almost 30 to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 daily symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash almost 30 and use code almost 30. I can't believe I'm with Tap with Brad. I'm like, I'm freaking out. So I was introduced to you by Krista, my co-host. Y'all know her and love her. And she was like, hey, I would love for you to check out Brad. I've been watching and listening to him every morning for a few weeks now, and it's just really shifted me shifted me emotionally, energetically. Um, and when Krista tells me anything, I'm like, I got you. Yes, let's do it. We've been that for each other for a long, long time. Um, and it's we're like EF Hut. Yes. People who are well past 30 mm-hmm. they might get that. <laughs> exactly. And we've just been seekers for so long and are open to any and all modality. So tapping and Candidly, when you know she introduced me to it, I've seen people do it um, and heard people talk about it. But I was like, "Really? How is this going to work?" <sighs> like you know, my human mind was kind of like, "Prove it," you know. And um, it's it's incredibly powerful, and it just reminded me of the power of simplicity and subtlety in our healing. We don't always have to go to the jungle and drink ayahuasca. <laughs> Done it but I'm back (laughs) and simplifying. (laughs) So um, I'm really glad you're here. All that to say. I really, I I do want to start with your story. Where were you in your life specifically when you found tapping and what impact did it have on you emotionally, physically, all the things? Yeah. 
So I, uh, I started as an actor. As I mentioned, I was a recovering actor. Same, uh, same, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had been traveling the world doing theater and decided to go to Hollywood to become a movie star, as one does. As, as you, you do. Understand. Here's- <laughs> so while I was there, I uh, did some interesting things, like I went to Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Clown College. You know, very important cool. training for someone who's going to be a tapper. Yeah, And I met this beautiful woman that you just met, mm-hmm. fell in love, got married. And uh, when our first child was on the way, I thought, I might need a backup career. You know, I had a few little things. I'm not a doctor, but I played one on TV, <laughs> but uh, not, a, not enough to support a family. So I had always been fascinated in the power of the mind. And I thought, hey, I, I saw an ad for a hypnotherapy school. I thought, that would be interesting. And I've got this trained actor's voice. That'd be good as a hypnotherapist. And started doing that. And a couple years later, when our second child was on the way, I thought, as much as I love acting, this personal development work is really my calling. This is what I really feel drawn to do, helping people clear their limiting beliefs, achieve the success they want. So decided to do this full time. We left Los Angeles, moved to Northern California to be closer to all the grandparents for the, for the kids. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this energy psychology thing and this, this conference going on in Las Vegas where they're going to do this tapping process called EFT. And I thought, I'm game. Because as you said, when you first see it tapping on your face, it looks a little strange. But again, I had already been to clown college. So this was yeah, not the like... strangest thing I'd ever been asked to do. <laughs> you're like, bring it yeah. on. But <laughs> sure, what the heck? <laughs> Pies in the face, fingers on the face, whatever. <laughs> so I started with a, a full day training from Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, mm. and thought this is interesting, particularly when he did tapping on cravings. So one of the things he demonstrated was uh, tapping on chocolate cravings, gave everybody a little Hershey's kiss and said, on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want that chocolate? Now, I'm a bit of a chocoholic at this time. So I'm like eight, nine, can I eat it now? And after just a few moments of tapping, I couldn't eat it. And I didn't eat chocolate for two years after that. Now, don't anyone worry. I got better. I recovered. (laughs) But then, you know, Halloween comes along, have some candy bars, and then I tap again, and then I'm, I'm fine. And so- that moment was, you. the whole day was interesting. We talked about all kinds of different things, but just in that moment to notice that I really want this chocolate right now. Mm-hmm. And in a few minutes later, I could not eat it. I, I, just, I couldn't force myself. Taking a bite of it is like disgusting. I'm like, okay, there's something really interesting about this. And the whole weekend uh, of, doing, uh, of doing this energy work it was really fascinating. So I get back home. Next hypnotherapy session I'm doing with someone at the very end, I'm like, hey, uh, we got a few more minutes. I've, there's this little thing I'd like to, to try with you. And we did a few minutes of tapping. And then little by little, uh, the sessions became tapping sessions with a little mm-hmm. bit of hypnosis at the end. So I just found that it was just a, a great tool. And, and then YouTube came along and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be really interesting and, uh, if there was a, a tapping video people could start their day with? And I'll, and I'll call it Tap of the Morning. And that was all I intended to do, just that one video. It's like, okay, I'll get that out there and people can start their day with some tapping. And six months later, I thought, I should probably have a video for people to end their day and I'll call it tap of the evening and then I'm done. And then another idea came and another one and and now there's over a thousand of them. 
It's phenomenal. I mean, I, I I was looking in the archive today. I'm like, you've been on YouTube for like 15 years? 15 years now, yeah. Holy moly. I mean, you don't see that. You really, you're probably one of the OGs, would you say? <laughs> uh, of tapping on on YouTube, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I had the first video. I think a friend of mine, Dave, uh, David Chillerly, I think he had the first video that I know of on, okay. on tapping, but uh, but certainly in the first, uh, in, uh, one of the first. So wild. I so I would love in a moment to just break down what exactly tapping <laughs> is and and why it works. But first, I was intrigued when, um, you know, you were talking about your former career as an actor. I relate, and and also relate on the fact that you know there. What do you think the connection is between? performers, creatives in that realm and wanting to help people and, and potentially become guides in the healing process? Well, certainly, as, as you know, Lindy, as actors, there's a psychological component. We're, yeah. we're very interested in human behavior. I mean, that's, that was our job is to portray that and to figure out you know, what is my motivation? Why am I doing this? Why do I have this issue? How did I get into this problem? How do mm-hmm. I get out of it? So I think there's sort of a natural, uh, a natural thing there of, okay, uh, I've been in this profession where I had this understanding of human behavior. Maybe I could help other people in the real world yeah. with their human behavior. Yes. And be yourself. I found that to be, you know, kind of the thing that I, that was missing for me while I loved, I loved, you know, reading someone else's script of becoming a character, there was something so liberating about still connecting with people, but being myself, which was, which was fun. Um, okay. Let's break it down. So what exactly is tapping for those out there that are like, and Marielle in the room who candidly said, she's like, I actually am not familiar with tapping. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) So let's break it down. Yeah, so tapping, the other term we use is EFT, which is short for Emotional Freedom Techniques. That's uh, what Gary Craig gave it, that name um, from Thought Field Therapy, TFT, created by Roger Callahan, who is sort of who we consider the first to to use this process of mm. tapping with our fingertips on our face and torso. And if, if you are new to it, I know it looks a little strange, but there's a very good reason why we do it. Uh, when Dr. Callahan was using it, it was based on acupuncture. So for thousands of years in Chinese medicine, they've said there's this flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience our natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. When this energy gets stuck, we don't feel so good. We don't think very clearly. We don't make the best choices. So there's all kinds of unfortunate consequences for that. So in traditional Chinese medicine, they would stick needles in these key points to stimulate this healthy flow of energy. And now we're just using our fingertips to tap these points to stimulate that. And that calms down the nervous system. So basically what happens is there's this little part of our brain called the amygdala, the limbic system, and it perceives threats. And when it perceives a threat, we go into fight or flight. And that's a really great strategy when, uh, when our brain was developing thousands of years ago. Uh, when we were faced with a life-threatening situation like a saber-toothed tiger or a neighboring tribe with spears or something like that, and we're thinking, okay, I've either got to outrun this or I have to be able to defend myself. But now, in modern society, 
it doesn't know the difference between a real or imagined threat. So someone looks at us cross-eyed and we're going into fight or flight. (laughs) We're starting to, uh, our heart is pounding and we get a dry mouth and all kinds of different things are happening. And it's just a perceived threat. So this is a very simple tool for down-regulating that stress response. So it it benefits us with anxiety and performance and uh, it's been used for physical pain and all kinds of physical things because most, if not all of the issues that trouble us are either caused by or worsened by stress. So when you have a very simple tool for down-regulating stress, it, uh, it's helpful in so many areas. Yes. The, yeah, if I think about times when my nervous system has been activated and I'm presented with a challenge and then I'm presented with the same challenge during a period where I feel a bit more in my body and less in fight or flight and really more so grounded and present. It's just wild the difference between same scenario, but different experience in the nervous system. I lost my wallet the other day and I just rem- I laughed when I lost it because I was like, you know what? A few years ago, it would have put me into a complete spiral thinking about, oh my God, I have to do this and this and oh my God, what's happening to me? And this time around, I was like, well, all right. <laughs> you know, just this feeling so calm. Yeah. And I just think it's a combination of things, but this is such a simple free tool that you can do at any time. So what is the power of also bringing in spoken word and affirmations um, and just confirmations of what is true? Yeah. So the tapping, now that you mentioned it, it Mm -hmm. it can be done silently because when the stress is in the body. So if you're experiencing anxiety and, uh, and fear, you can just start tapping right there. The reason we bring the words in is to get our mind focused on what the issue is. So if I am, say I'm working on fear of flying. So like you talk about the anxiety. Yes. So, you know, flying into New York yesterday, mm-hmm. bouncy coming in, I'm able to sit there and enjoy it. There was a time not so long ago uh-huh. where it would have been like, <laughs> totally. So, um, it, 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 yeah, it's very interesting when you can be, go through an experience and go, wow, I'm calm now. And there was a time when I wouldn't have been because I had thoughts and ideas that my brain was telling me, this is dangerous. Yes. You know? Yes. So we're able to to calm that down. So I can, but I can work on an issue like that, even if I'm not in a plane, because I can talk about that and keep mm. the mind focused on it. But we can also talk about other things that, you know, we can use affirmations. And, and affirmations are fantastic. The The problem with affirmations is that most often we're making a statement that we don't believe is true. Yes. So, you know, the idea of the, the conscious mind is 5 to 10% of the mind and the other uh, 90 to 95% is the unconscious. So if I'm consciously saying something like, I'm rich, I am rich. And if I'm behind on the rent and all these things, then the other uh, the majority of my mind is going, you are such a liar. You are dead broke. You never have money. And so that's what's coming up in our energy system. So we might be telling ourselves we feel good about being rich, but uh, our energy is uncomfortable. So as we do the tapping process, we're calming down that stress system and starting to feel more calm. And we can start to say, I'm rich. Well, yeah, in a lot of ways, that is true. 
particularly if, if I'm living in America, mm -hmm. I am rich in so many ways. I have what I need and we can start to build on that. And so then the statement of I'm rich becomes much more comfortable. And as it becomes more comfortable, we can then take actions from that mindset because most of us, if we don't have this belief that we're rich, if we have this belief that I'm always dead broke, I'm going to think like a broke person. I'm going to make mm. poor choices. And we tend to be more stressed out. So rather than thinking from our prefrontal cortex, where our rational mind is, we're thinking from our limbic system and from our, um, our older brain that's thinking, I always have to make desperate choices and uh, I'm always coming from this place of fear, which is just not usually the best uh, place to think from when we're trying to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so hard to operate from a place of fear. It's it takes over the entire body, emotional, physical. So I'm curious if there is a mm, like pattern or template that you prefer when tackling a particular stress or anxiety in the spoken form of tapping. So um, as you're tapping, is there a, something you begin with that? is helpful for people to kind of start with and then build upon. I would love like an example so we can, I, I feel like some of these things like intimidate us because we're like, are we doing it right? So I'm asking you yeah. to tell me how to do yeah. it right. But. Well, and that's why, that's why I started making the videos because some people say, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And I say, don't worry about it, yeah. but I'll make it easy for you. I'll do the words and then you just follow along. And then if other words come to mind, Great, go with it. Start exploring what else you might want to say, but but don't worry. Let's let's just take that out of the equation, and you can just follow along. And so then I that's why I have all these videos, just coming up with different subjects yes. of whatever you might be um, thinking of. Uh, I, I, have, I was talking to someone the other day about uh, her kids are leaving for college, and I said, "Well, I've got a video for empty nesters," and I may you know I have long lists of all these ideas of things. Someone said, "How do you come up with so many ideas?" And I said. Um, by being human. Yeah, by other things. What what bothers people? Well, they're they're worried about their kids leaving, or they're annoyed about standing in lines, or mm -hmm. they're they have anxiety, or they're trying to. And some of my videos are are positive things like um, love magnet or client magnet. And so, I like to say that the extent to which we don't have what we say we want tends to be the extent to which we're resisting it. Mm. Whether it's relationships or money or health, there's some part of us that says it's not safe. So what I start with with folks is, well, imagine what it is that you want and then notice where you might feel some discomfort. Uh, and then what are you what are you afraid of? So, you know, let's say for financial success, I'll, you know, people say, oh, I've read all the books. I've gone to all the seminars, but I don't have it. I say, okay, close your eyes, take a deep breath. Now imagine that you have the money that you say you want and say, it's safe to have this. Just feel what goes on in your body. And on a scale of zero to 10, how safe does it feel? And they'll be like, a three. I said, now you know why you don't have it. Mm -hmm. If you had a small child and that child was invited to a birthday party and in the, it was in a neighborhood that you thought was a little questionable. And it's like, on a scale of zero to 10, how safe does it feel for your child to go to that party? And you said it was a three. Would you let your child go to that party? Right. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now you know why you're not allowing yourself to have that much money. Now let's look at what those are. So, so we'll start off, we create what's called the setup statement, where we tap on the side of the hand and we say, even though I don't believe it's safe to have this much money, I choose to love and accept myself. So we'll always look at 
What is the fear? And sometimes we're not sure what the belief is. And so we'll just look at, okay, what do you feel? It's like, I just, my heart is pounding or I get this tension in my shoulders. Great. Scale of zero to 10. How strong does that feel? And say, okay, it's, uh, it's like an eight. I've got this tension in my shoulders. It's an eight. And so we'll say, even though I have this tension in my shoulders, I choose to love and accept myself. And then, so we, we do that three times as the setup statement. And then we'll tap through these points. And we'll, we can either just repeat the same phrase of, it's not safe to have this much money. So middle of the forehead. Yeah. Well, it's right here. It's at the beginning of the eyebrow. Oh, okay. Right at the beginning of the eyebrow. Mm. And so we'll tap there and say, uh, it's not safe to have this money, or I have this tension in my shoulders. Mm. And we go to the corner of the eye, uh, this fear about money. Right under the middle of the eye, this fear about money. Right under the nose, all this fear. Right under the lower lip, just above the chin, all this fear. The next point is right here, uh, right about where your collarbones just about meet. And you can use all of your fingertips or make a fist and tap where the collarbones come together. All this fear. Next point is about four inches below the armpit. It's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that is. All this fear. And then finally, top of the head. So just all of your fingertips uh, around the crown of your head. All this fear. And then you take a deep breath. And let it go. And then you would close your eyes and check in again and imagine having that much money or whatever the scenario it is um, that you're trying to envision that ideal future. And then check again. And it's like, oh, well, my shoulders feel much more relaxed or whatever it is. Generally, the, uh, you know, the general number generally comes down. It uh, Sometimes it'll go from an eight to a zero like that. Sometimes it's an eight to a 7.75. Yeah. And to me, any reduction in stress is a good thing. Sure. Even, even if, it's, if it's slow, there are times where people have said, it's like an 8.5 now. It's like, okay, the tapping hasn't created more anxiety. It's just that you're more aware of it than you were before. Because sometimes mm. we say, oh, well, it's, it's about a five. It's like, well, it's probably more like a seven or an eight, but we're, trying, we're not aware of that. And it's also kind of like it, if you're, uh, you're cleaning your apartment because a friend, friends are coming over for dinner mm -hmm. and you look at your apartment and say, well, on a scale of zero to 10, how dirty is it? Well, it's probably only a two, but I like these people. I want, I want it really clean. And as you're cleaning up, you find there's dirty laundry under the sofa. And now you're like, okay, on a scale of zero to 10, now it's like a six or a seven is how dirty it is. And you wouldn't say, well, see, cleaning my apartment is what made it dirtier. So it's not, we're just now more aware. Of it. So yes. the tapping isn't what brings up more anxiety. It's just like, I'm just now paying attention and now I'm more aware of what's bothering me. And it's also often like peeling the layers of the onion in that as we're tapping and we allow ourselves to feel safer looking at things, we get more clear about what's going on in there. So I might be saying, oh, I'm, just, I'm really angry at Bob. This, this guy, Bob, such a jerk. All this anger at Bob, all this anger at Bob. And as I'm tapping along, Suddenly I realized, oh, what he did reminds me of what Cindy did to me in the third grade. And I never got over that. Mm. And now I'm tapping on all this stuff about Cindy, which is great because we're clearing up years of stuff that has been bothering us. And we've made choices throughout life based on what Cindy did to me in the third grade. And as I can clear that, I have this new freedom. That's why it's called the emotional freedom yes. techniques, because we have this new freedom to make different choices and allow things to get better. 
Yeah, it's fascinating. And I feel like so many of us are walking around, like leading with current struggles and not realizing the manifestation of experiences, very formative experiences from the past that are subconsciously really running the show. Can you give an example from your own life that you've been able to clear? Oh my goodness. So much. I know. Over 20, uh, <laughs> 22 years of tapping, I, well, as an actor, I had all kinds of fears of success that I wasn't even aware of. Oh my gosh. The, the, yeah. The mistakes that I made, the, the ways that I, you know, blocked my success. Sabotage. Yeah. That, and, and I like to say self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. Mm. We are trying to protect ourselves. So so when you uh, eat that whole box of cookies, when you forget to make that phone call and you sit there and go, I'm so stupid. I had this chance to get in better health. I, I had this chance to get this really great job and I just blew it. You know, I, there was this attractive stranger and I struck up a conversation and, and then I uh, just, you know, made a complete fool of myself. I'm so stupid. No, no. Something inside of you was saying, this isn't safe. Mm. You know, we're, and, and we're like a, a chess grandmaster thinking 50 moves ahead. You know, we, we say we want to be in a relationship and then we see this attractive stranger and that grandmaster is now thinking 50 moves ago. I could go up and say hi and they might say hi back and uh, we might strike up a conversation and we might find we have things in common. We go out on a date and that date leads to a second date and a third date. And then we move in together and we get married and then they cheat on me and ruin my life just like the last person. Oh, look, there's a sale in aisle two. And we're down on aisle two and we're looking at things going, yeah, I wish I could meet somebody. Yeah. All unconsciously, we have yes. protected ourselves from a situation that we think would be bad for us. So we want to look at those places where we're self-sabotaging and go, all right, I love and appreciate that part of me that believes it's keeping me safe. And, uh, and now I want to look at it a different way. And so I can tap through all those fears of, why is it that it doesn't feel safe to make this choice mm. and, and calm that down? So, you know, looking at those, those different places uh, where I was afraid to be seen, where I was afraid of having more people know about me or, or whatever it was, such that I would show up late to an audition or um, different, different choices like that that I made. And I, I see that, you know, with people all the time in, in terms of how they make these choices. I like to say that you, you look back at almost any choice that you've made. Why did I not do this? And I'll say, if you could open your brain and look at the neural pathways and you could see all of the experiences and all of the programming leading up to that moment, you'd go, oh, I totally see why of I did course. this. You know, yeah. I wouldn't do it again, given the option. But it's, we're never in a moment where it's like, here's the right choice that leads to success and happiness and everything. And here's the choice that leads to misery. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go from this. Yeah. We don't do that. There's, but there's something that blocks that, that door for the choice that we think we should have made in that moment. We, we couldn't make that choice. Mm. It wasn't available to us or, you know, we're always doing a cost benefit analysis. We're running pros and cons. And based on our programming, we're thinking we have to make this choice. Mm. And it may be because my parents said that people who had money were awful. I've never seen a successful relationship. If I were healthier, people would come on to me and I wouldn't know how to handle that. 
there's all kinds of programming we have. And so we make those choices that, that take us down what we believe is the safer path. And so even if our lives are crap, it's our crap. We know how to deal with it. I've been dealing with this for years. I wouldn't know how to deal with something else. And so that's why we make those choices. So countless things in, in my own life and in other people's lives where as we, we shift our mindset and we start to feel it's safe to make this different choice, then we allow things to get so much better. Yes. The safety piece is so important and so connected to the nervous system. I have an obnoxiously huge bin of element packets in my cabinet at all times. I am drinking element every single day. So is Sean. We are huge, huge fans. Whether we are drinking it with water, we're dropping in our smoothies. This is the way that we ensure that we are hydrated. If you're someone who is only drinking water with nothing in it, you might be experiencing dehydration. Um, a lot of our filtered, filtered water is depleted of the minerals that we need. Um, and salt is one of them. So Element. Enter Element. The science behind Element is so awesome to me. So electrolyte and sodium deficiency is at the root of many of the problems that plague those eating whole foods or low carb, um, like athletes and just anyone who is kind of practicing intermittent or extended fasting, um, anyone who just does not drink enough uh, water with minerals. Severe deficiency leads to symptoms like headaches. Is this you? headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, and even dysregulation of critical hormonal and cellular function. And even mild deficiency can inhibit day-to-day -day mental and physical performance. You might be feeling like not your best and not realizing why. And proper hydration, uh, proper electrolyte and sodium efficiency in the body could be the key. So these symptoms that you're experiencing, unfortunately, are often unknown or blamed for a lack of water. So then you drink more water and actually makes it worse. And a lot of us will turn to like a Gatorade, but hey, lots of sugar, lots of caloric intake. It spikes your blood glucose levels. Um, it's just not a good choice. So it's critical for optimal health to hydrate with water plus electrolytes, especially sodium. Um, so that's why they created Element and it doesn't have uh, sugar and it doesn't have dodgy ingredients. It's so freaking good. I am obsessed with the raspberry, the watermelon, and the orange flavors. Those are my top three. The chocolate is also freaking amazing. The salted caramel is great. I've even added this, the chocolate and the salted caramel, to my coffee. You can get really creative. It's delicious. And I know you are going to feel better physically and mentally. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend of yours. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash almost 30. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash almost 30. This deal is only available through our link. So please use it, drinkelement.com slash almost 30. What have you discovered in your work about safety and how tapping has really created that safe, energetic experience? Yeah, 
And it's because it, it calms down that, that threat uh, yeah, response. Yeah, so it's literally physical on yeah. that physical level. We are looking at what we say we want, more money, more love, more health, whatever it might be. And we have this response inside that, you know, when the, the amygdala says, that's, that's bad, that would be bad. Yeah. And we get cortisol through the body and we feel tension and we experience all these uncomfortable emotions. There are no negative emotions. It's all part of the human spectrum where we're, we come here to experience different things, but there are uncomfortable emotions. And those are there to tell us there's something that we need to pay attention to, like anger. Anger is not a negative emotion. It's, it's a painful emotion, but it's like a smoke detector. You know, it, it, it lets us know there's, some, there's a fire that needs to be put out. Now, there may be an actual fire that needs to be put out, or it may be that the batteries just need to be mm -hmm. changed. So that's the thing is we go into the stress response. We're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So we want to calm down the nervous system, get back in the prefrontal cortex and go, okay, what am I responding to? And is this fear real? Mm -hmm. So for instance, while we're flying, we're responding to anyone who's experienced fear of flying. We're responding to all this misinformation. Something inside of us is telling us you're not safe right now. Even though statistically flying is the safest form of travel, turbulence means nothing to the plane. The planes are totally built for that. I know. So we, when we have that fear response, it's just allowing ourselves to calm down and say, okay, my brain is lying to me now based on, on some old emotion. So yeah, those things that stop us, it's pretty much always a safety issue. So there's something inside of us saying, this is not safe for me. And so we want to calm down the, that stress response and go, is this really not safe for me? Now, don't worry. It's, it, it's not going to make us stupid. So if we are, you know, um, if we're on a balcony and the, the railing comes loose and we're having a response, we're not going to say, let me just tap here for a moment and see, is this threat real? Is this fear that I'm having about <laughs> heights? So, no, you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to... Sure. You're, <laughs> it's only in those moments where we can look at it and say, okay, is the threat that I'm responding to real? Right. Where we can take a moment, take a step back and, and really assess. Are the different points associated with different emotions or points at which you would recommend focusing on for different emotions? All of the points that we're using are points along these different meridians that Again, I've been used for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And the meridians tend to be associated with different organs in the body, mm -hmm. tend to be associated with different emotions. So when Dr. Callahan was originally creating this process, he would diagnose for his client what the, uh, the issue was they're having. Is it a fear of this? Is it this kind, this kind of anxiety, depression? And then he would come up with an algorithm of you know, a couple of different points in a different sequence. So he'd spend a certain amount of time figuring out, okay, what's going on with Lindsay? Well, let's say, all right, we should tap this point and then this point and then this point. And one of his first students was Gary Craig, and he had gotten his degree in engineering from Stanford. So thinking like an engineer, he's like, it seems really complicated to spend a lot of time figuring out which this is. We're only tapping through eight points. If we just tap through them in a line, what happens? And experimenting with a bunch of different people, he found hey, we get the same great results. So rather than taking all the time to figure out which points to tap, sure. let's tap all of the points. And we might tap something that is beneficial that might have been excluded from the original algorithm. So we don't focus too much on 
which point needs to be tapped for which emotion. Now, uh, another of uh, Dr. Gahalian's students, a gentleman named Larry Nims, came up with a process called Be Set Free Fast. And he would focus on particular emotions. And so I sometimes put that into different things where I will focus on the emotion that's generally associated with a point. So for instance, this point is usually associated with sadness and trauma, anger and resentment, fear, embarrassment, shame and guilt. So there are times where I'll be taking someone through a tapping around and I might tap on a specific emotion on a certain point, but in general, I don't worry about that too much because we're going to okay. cover most of that. And we may find that we want to stick to a certain point, just something intuitively says, just, just tap here. And it may not match up with what they say. Mm -hmm. So I was in a moment once where uh, something was happening and I went into a state of panic and I just started tapping the side of the eye, which is associated with anger. Don't know why. I don't know what, uh, there wasn't anything that I was consciously angry about. I was feeling fear in that moment, but it's like, I just, just feel like tapping right here. So I would say to folks, don't worry about it too much Trust about what, those, what yeah. those points are and, and you know, if it feels right to, to tap on a certain point based on, on the emotion you're experiencing, yeah. great. But, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. And the great thing about tapping in the EFT process is we go through all of the points. So we cover all the bases. Yeah. Beautiful. Something that I committed to doing in 2023 was cooking more meals at home, not only because I wanted to feel healthier and more in my body and have a little bit more foresight into what I was eating and how much I was eating, but also as a way to take care of myself, as a way and act of self-care to really take intentional time with my food and meals. But I didn't really know where to start. I'm not someone that cooks. I've never opened up a cookbook. I'm not the best in the kitchen. So I wanted support to make it really easy, but still have me reach my 2023 goals to eat more healthy meals at home. So if y'all don't know about HelloFresh... Basically, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip the trips to the grocery store and you can really count on HelloFresh directly to your door for that home cooking. And it makes it really easy, fun, affordable. And honestly, like I've learned a lot in like mm -hmm. following the easy recipes, kind of combining different ingredients. Um, so it's been really, really fun. One of the things I love a lot is that you can customize your meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef, which I love on select meals. That's huge. I've actually been eating some fish every once in a while now, and I really loved the hay honey salmon. It was this like really beautiful honey glazed salmon that had potato wedges and green beans, which is like a dream meal just for me at home. Yes. So this is definitely saving us money and time. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery store shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. I know a lot of us out there, me included, yes. we do some takeout, but it really does add up. So this is a great way to save money, time and get really fresh, amazing food. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 60 almost 30 and use the code 60 almost 30 for 60% off plus free shipping. So HelloFresh.com slash 60 almost 30 and use code 60 almost 30 for 60% off plus free shipping. 
I would love to take us through a tapping round and, you know, just saying that this is definitely a new modality for me that I'm, I'm very excited to try. I feel as though we're in this moment in, in history, especially in this world that Kristen and I find ourselves in of health and wellness, spirituality, where we kind of seek that really complicated, you know, expensive, extensive process to get us through. <laughs> and so I just want to reiterate again, like how incredible this is because you can do it yourself. Obviously, definitely catch Brad on YouTube because that's where we go, but you can catch yourself in moments and yeah. do this technique and it's free and it's free and you can do it and learn it quite easily. So I would love to take us through. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the uh, first books I co-authored was called Freedom at Your Fingertips. Yes. I mean, it literally is wherever you are wow. in most <laughs> situations you can tap. I envision a day where tapping is is so well known. I was that, envisioning that, that on a plane. Can tap anywhere. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if yeah. I looked around and people were just like yeah. taking off? Just just tapping if, if if that's an issue. And I certainly have done that. Yeah. I, I've done it in in cars where you know someone cuts cuts me off. I was like, oh, okay. And people mm -hmm. might look at me strange. It's like I don't owe it to them to hang on to my anxiety. Yeah. If you think I look weird, that's your problem. You can go deal with that however you want to. But for me, I have this thing going on in my energy system. It's not comfortable. I want to calm that down so that I can drive more safely and yes. think more clearly. So there will be a day, I believe, when it's that well known. You'll see someone on the street corner tap and you might go, oh, you know, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I should probably tap because we have so much stress. We, we have ambient levels of stress. Most of us are walking around with a little device that is constantly mm -hmm. saying, hey, here's something to be upset about. Mm -hmm. And so we're carrying this and we don't even realize how much stress we have. And so to be tapping at regular intervals to, to bring that down, just like when our hands get dirty, you know, fortunately now it's all over the place. There's hand sanitizers. So it's like, oh, I can clean my hands whenever my hands are dirty. But what about my energy system? What am I, when my energy system is dirty and so I recommend tapping on a daily basis, just like uh, just like physical hygiene, like brushing your teeth and taking a shower. Yes, most of us do that on a daily basis, whether we think we need it or not. We don't wait for three weeks and go. Everyone's holding their nose around. I haven't taken a shower. That's right. I should go do that. <laughs> but our stress is building up, and we mm. find ourselves responding in ways to things that are totally out of proportion because we don't realize how that stress has been building up. So yeah, you can be subtly tapping. There are, there are ways to just, you can even hold your, the points and just breathe and no one will look twice and you can just be calming yourself down. So yeah, definitely use it, use it often yes. <laughs> and, and calm down that stress. So you're in a much better place, mm -hmm. but yeah. So what, uh, what do you want to, what do yeah, you want to tackle here? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I had a moment this morning where I was um I got an urgent phone call from a dear friend of mine and um I've been getting, you know, quite a few phone calls from this friend. It's it's that type of season for them, unfortunately, and as as a friend, as a very close friend of this person, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I am not really helping. I feel um, 
like I take on their fears, anxieties. I feel bad sometimes about just like living my life and like doing things that I winner's guilt, you know, like just love to do and knowing that they're going through it. My mind goes places where I'm like, well, they're probably mad at me because I'm 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 on a trip right now. Things like that, which are, you know, not true, but it really does. I can feel it in my body. So I'd love to just release yeah. and work through that. Yeah. So let's uh let's do a round on giving ourselves permission to feel really good. Love that. We we resist that so much because, well, I people in my life aren't are struggling and and all this. And there's all these reasons why we don't allow ourselves to be at that, uh, that place of real um, well-being. So go ahead and close your eyes. I'm going to invite everybody to go ahead and do this. Take a deep breath in and hold it. Let it go. And now just allowing yourself to be really present or as present as you can. Go ahead and follow your breath through your body. Just allow yourself to be aware of what you're feeling physically and what you're feeling emotionally. And rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 10, and we're going to use a positive scale this time. So 10 is real peace, real well-being. Just, I just feel connected to source, and I just feel really good. And rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 10. And don't judge yourself harshly if the number is lower than that. Just allow yourself to be aware of where it's at because that's your mind body is telling you it should be. I should feel at this number because of things that are going on. Notice how that feels physically, where in your body you might be holding on to that. Notice what thoughts, beliefs, or memories come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel better. Or also why you couldn't or shouldn't be doing better in life in terms of health, in terms of success, maybe because of people in your life who are not doing that well and there may be a feeling of, I shouldn't have it better than them. Just allow yourself to be aware of what reasons might come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't feel as good as you possibly could right now. Take a deep breath. Yeah, open your eyes. So, Linda, first, what, where were you on that scale? I'm about a 6.5. Okay. And you mentioned with this friend particularly. Mm-hmm. So for everyone else listening, just uh, allow yourself to be aware of what those uh, reasons are, if it's about some person in your life or whatever. And as you just go ahead, just go ahead and tap the points where I tap and repeat the phrases that I say. Now, some of the things I say might not be relevant for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You're not going to take on an issue that's that's yours. Even though my my friend is struggling, he's not going to be like, wow, now some of my friends are going to start struggling because I <laughs> manifested that. I've been tapping with people for over 22 years and I have never taken on an issue that I didn't have Yes, because I was saying it out loud. It's like, um, you know, if you, uh, if you spill coffee on your counter and you're wiping it up and you say orange juice, it's not like, oh, now I have coffee and orange juice because I said the wrong words. You're going to be, whatever is there, you're going to be cleaning it up. Yes. And, and even if the counter was clean, you're not going to create it. You're just going to make it cleaner. And again, there's always ambient stress. So if you're tapping along and saying the words and, and you don't have to say anything that doesn't feel right, but, um, 
you're not going to take anything on. You're just going to be clearing out stress that's there. Great. Everyone has their eyes closed. Take another deep breath. Open your eyes. Just done. Tap right tap and repeat back what I say. Even though I'm resisting feeling better. Even though I'm resisting feeling better. I choose to love and accept myself. I choose to love and accept myself. Even though part of me is resisting feeling better. Even though part of me is resisting feeling better. I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to love and honor myself. Even though part of me is resisting feeling better. Even though part of me is resisting feeling better. Because there are things going on in my life. Because there are things going on in my life. And my friend's life. And my friend's life. That don't feel so good. That don't feel so good. And part of me says. And part of me says. I need to feel bad about this. I need to feel bad about this. And even though I'm resisting feeling better. And even though I'm resisting feeling better. I choose to deeply and completely. I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. And my friend. And my friend. And anyone else who might contribute to this. And anyone else who might contribute to this. Because I choose to feel that free. Because I choose to feel that free. All this resistance to feeling better. All this resistance to feeling better. All these reasons why I can't feel better. All these reasons why I can't feel better. Is this on the side of the eye now? All this fear of feeling better. All this fear of feeling better. I shouldn't feel better. I shouldn't feel better. My friend is going through some troubles. My friend is going through some troubles. And I should feel bad. And I should feel bad. Because even if there's nothing I can do to help. Because even if there's nothing I can do to help. At least if I feel bad. At least if I feel bad. That's going to help them feel better. That's going to help them feel better. And as I say that out loud. And as I say that out loud. I recognize it's probably not true. I recognize it's probably not true. Because they might be saying... Because they might be saying, come on, Lindsay, I've got enough going on. Come on, Lindsay, I've got enough going on. Now I have to feel guilty that you feel bad. Now that I have to feel guilty that you feel bad. Because of my issues. Because of my issues. Don't lay that on me. <laughs> Don't lay that on me. I'm open to the possibility. I'm open to the possibility. That I can absolutely love and care for my friend. That I can absolutely love and care for my friend. While still maintaining my well-being. While still maintaining my well-being. I'm open to the possibility. I'm open to the possibility that the more peace I feel, that the more peace I feel, the more peace I can send them. The more peace I can send them. I'm open to the possibility. I'm open to the possibility that feeling really good, that feeling really good is good for them too. Is good for them too. So I'm giving myself permission. So I'm giving myself permission to feel better. To feel better. All these reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't. All these reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't. Part of me says. Part of me says. That if anyone I know feels bad. That if anyone I know feels bad. Or anyone I even hear about is struggling. Or anyone I even hear about is struggling. It is my duty to struggle with them. It is my duty to struggle with them. And if that were the case. And if that were the case. Happiness would not exist on this planet. Happiness would not exist on this planet. There are now 8 billion people on the planet. There are now 8 billion people on the planet. Any given day. Any given day. At any given time. At any given time. Someone's going through some kind of difficulty. Someone's go going through some kind of difficulty. And if it were a universal law. And if it were a universal law. That we had to struggle if anyone else is struggling. That we had to struggle if anyone else is struggling. There would be no happiness. There would be no happiness. I'm giving myself permission. I'm giving myself permission. To feel better. To feel better. Clearing these reasons why I couldn't. Clearing these reasons why I couldn't. Clearing all the guilt about feeling good. Clearing all the guilt about feeling good. Clearing all the guilt about any success that I have. Clearing all the guilt about any success that I have. 
Because part of me says. Because part of me says. I should suffer in solidarity. I should suffer in solidarity. And if any of my friends. And if any of my friends. Have less health, wealth, or happiness than I do. Have less health, wealth, and happiness than I do. I should pull back. I should pull back. I should slow down. I should slow down. If that were the case. That were the case. We would never watch the Olympics. We would never watch the Olympics. Just imagine the 400 meter dash. Just imagine the 400 meter dash. And Usain Bolt is slowing down. And Usain Bolt is slowing down. So that nobody else feels bad. So that nobody else feels bad. We want him to run his fastest. We want him to run his fastest. And challenge the others to catch up. And challenge the others to catch up. As I allow myself to do better. As I allow myself to do better. I give other people permission to do the same. I give other people permission to do the same. As Marianne Williamson said. As Marianne Williamson said. There's nothing enlightened about playing small for others. There's nothing enlightened about playing small for others. And I totally love and appreciate those parts of me. And I totally love and appreciate those parts of me. That have been taking on this discomfort. That have been taking on this discomfort. This overwhelm. This overwhelm. As an, as an act of caring. As an act of caring. I really do mean to care for this person. I really do mean to care for this person. I have the best of intentions. I have the best of intentions. I'm just allowing myself to process this. I'm just allowing myself to process this. Because I cannot feel bad enough. Because I cannot feel bad enough. To make their life better. To make their life better. I'm processing this. I'm processing this. All this overwhelm. All this overwhelm. All this fear. All this fear. All this discomfort. All this discomfort. I love and appreciate those parts of me. I love and appreciate those parts of me. That have been feeling these that have been feeling these uncomfortable feelings. That have been feeling these uncomfortable feelings. As an act of caring. As an act of caring. And I'm letting go of the belief. And I'm letting go of the belief. That that's helpful. That that's helpful. Clearing that belief at a cellular level. Clearing that belief at a cellular level. And all the way back through my past. And all the way back through my past. Back through all those times in my life. Back through all those times in my life. Where people taught me to do this. Where people taught me to do this. Where people told me that I should feel bad. Where people told me that I should feel bad. Because of something that someone else was going through. Because of something that someone else was going through. I can absolutely care for them. I can absolutely care for them. I can be loving towards them. I can be loving towards them. And the healthier I feel. And the healthier I feel. The more good I can do for them. The more good I can do for them. If I'm in the hospital. If I'm in the hospital. I don't want the doctor to show up. I don't want the doctor to show up. And take on all of my symptoms. And take on all of my symptoms. I want that doctor at their best. I want that doctor at their best. So I choose to be at my best. So I choose to be at my best. I'm giving myself permission. I'm giving myself permission. To feel much better. Feel much better. Allowing myself to feel good. Allowing myself to feel good. Allowing things in my life to be good. Allowing things in my life to be good. Because the more good I have. Because the more good I have. The more good I can share. The more good I can share. And I'm loving that about myself. And I'm loving that about myself. In body, mind, and spirit. In body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. Unclose your eyes and allow yourself to check in on that scale of 0 to 10, 10 being feeling really good. And just see if that's, uh, if that's changed or if you were more aware of any stress or discomfort you felt. Just notice if that feels much lower. And um, not all tapping rounds are this long, so my videos are much shorter. And you can just tap for a few moments. Just that when I get into this, it's like, it. oh, there's another idea. Oh, I should probably mention that. Oh, just mention that. And until finally, it's like, okay, now you can wrap it up. Because <laughs> it, it comes through me, not by me. It's not my mm -hmm. cleverness. It's just an intuitive process. Of, yes. Uh, channeling. I show truly. up. Yeah. It's it, it, channeling. Not not in terms of channeling as, as, as way some people say it's there isn't a, a, an entity that I'm aware of that is speaking through me. 
that I'm aware of. But, but we're to, all channels. We're all channels. Exactly. All creativity right. is us Truly being open to source coming through open. us. Yeah. No, that was beautiful. And I, uh, well, first of all, I, I feel like I'm at like an 8.5. All right. Or nine, which is pretty good. And towards the end, I, when you said, yeah, clearing from my past. Yeah, there was definitely some prominent moments, relationships that just kind of like whoop, 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 yeah. popped up yeah. because this is certainly a pattern or a just an aspect of relationship that I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a it's a it's a little triggering in a way that I, I didn't really um, have an awareness of until yeah. until this moment. So that was incredibly powerful and i also love having brad's voice because <laughs> you truly are channeling and it's it's really really amazing and i can see myself getting better and better at doing it on my own and and just giving the freedom i loved kind of where you went giving the freedom of just like allowing it almost feels like your higher self or your soul really speaking to you in a moment that's that's what it felt like to me where i was like yeah that's what she would say yeah, yeah. that's what she would say mm-hmm and so if you're doing this on your own, I feel like that would be like a helpful kind of thing to think about. The tapping, we have, we have this fear and the stress that's going on so often that blocks us from hearing our higher self. Yes. And so that's the, the tapping as it calms that down, we're much more open to that. Mm. You know, that's for me in, in the process of this tapping for 20 years, I've cleared a lot of the blocks to allowing it to come through me. And yeah, it's going through the process for me, it's, leaving no stone unturned. Sure. It's like, what else might be going on there? What else might have contributed to what's going on right now? Because what's happening in the moment is a combination of so many things that have happened, mm -hmm. you know, possibly pre-birth and, uh, and that stuff is all coming into play right now. So it's looking at, all right, what else might've gone on there? And in tapping, it's great if we can be specific, you know, if we can look back, and, you know, we could have spent some time talking and be like, oh, you know what? It's when I was five years old mm -hmm. and my sister was going through a really hard time. And my mom said, you need to feel bad for her. And it might have been, oh, okay. I will always sure. now feel bad if someone else is going through that because that's what I was told. And then we could tap on that specific memory. But a lot of times when we're tapping, we don't need to know specifically what it is. You know, go for the specific when you have it. But as we, as we tap through, oftentimes it'll just come clear. And there may be those memories that we've blocked. And again, it's the, that peeling layers of the onion might be tapping through and we might just suddenly go. And so that's when, when you're tapping on your own. So if you're watching one of my videos and you're tapping along, it's like, and you have that opening of, oh my goodness, when I was five years old, my mom said I should feel bad. By all means, talk about that. Don't, you don't feel, it's like, oh, I've got to do what Brad is saying. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm just there to loosen, just loosening the, the jar. And then you go and, and, and run with whatever mm. uh, thoughts come up that are yeah. contributing to that. Yeah, beautiful. I wanted to review for anyone just listening to the audio and not tuning in on YouTube. I would love to just review very briefly the points that we are tapping, um, just so yes. <laughs> they can have that. And I would love for you to repeat kind of the beginning foundational phrases that really kind of help you to redirect the thought from like feeling bad to starting to have more compassion. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we start with the side of the hand. So if, right between your wrist and your pinky, the edge of your hand right there, 
So, and we are tapping with the uh, fingertips of our index and middle finger. Okay. So gently tapping on the opposite hand. And that's where we do the setup phrase where we say, even though I have this issue, even though I'm feeling this pain, even though whatever it might be, I choose to love and accept myself. And there's a lot of different ways of phrasing that. People say, I deeply and completely love myself. So there's, uh, you know, play around with that and find what works for you. When I'm working with kids, I might say, uh, because the idea of I deeply and completely love and accept myself might be a little too um, esoteric mm -hmm. for a child. We might say, even though I'm really angry, I'm still a really great kid. And you yeah. can do that as an adult. You can still say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we repeat that three times. And then the next point we'll tap is the beginning of the eyebrow point. Uh -huh. So right near the center of your face. And when we go through these points, we're generally tapping between five and 10 times, but it's not an exact science. So don't worry about it. If, if, if you're saying a phrase that's longer, it's like, oh, I think I tapped 20 times that time. It's okay. It's a very forgiving process. Mm -hmm. So then we'll, we'll tap there and we'll repeat the reminder phrase of, um, you know, even though I feel the stress. So uh, I would just tap and say this stress. Then we go to uh, follow the eyebrow out to the side of your eye, right there at the corner of your eye socket, gently tapping there, all the stress, right under the middle of your eye, just above, still right on the edge of the cheekbone, um, all the stress, right under the middle of your nose, right under your lower lip, just above the chin, right at those collarbones, and you can, again, make a fist and, and tap right there, and then again, four inches below the armpit, and then finally top of the head. Now, if you're just listening and going through the round that we just did, and I wasn't mentioning which points we were tapping on, don't worry about don't worry. it. It's not like, oh my goodness, I, I've, I finally got to see the video and I was tapping on the eyebrow point when he was tapping the collarbone and now it's going to... If you're feeling better, <laughs> and, 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 if, and if you aren't feeling a whole lot better, it's not because you weren't tapping at the right point. It's just that there's more stuff going on in there. Mm and um, lather, rinse, repeat as necessary. It's just like, how long did it take to wash your hands? Well, I don't know. Did I just get a little bit of light soil on it because I've been gardening or I've been working on my car and I've got actual grease all over my hands? It's sure. gonna take longer to wash your hands then. So sometimes it, you know, some things we, we tap on and it clears out in moments. Some things may take months or even years because there's so many aspects. But again, any, anytime we can get at least some relief uh, that's a win for me. Yeah. Mentioning kids. I was thinking about that earlier where, yeah, I can't wait to, whether it's teach my kids or see it in schools. I mean, how important. And there are a lot of schools using it. Really? Uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. Peter Stapleton down in Australia created a program called tap in the classroom. The country of Slovenia paid for their teachers to go through this course. Wow. And I have a lot of friends who have been able to uh, get into different classrooms. I wrote a children's book called The Wizard's Wish because there's a, there's a great documentary by uh, my friends, the Ortners, uh, called The Tapping Solution. And, and during my interview for that, we just talked a lot about kids. And I thought, yeah, I should do more about kids because I had young kids at the time and decided to come up with just a, a fun storybook way. So story about a wizard who uh, finds out how to get rid of these yucky feelings and just trying to make it easier for more kids to have this because so many of the issues that are challenging us as adults started in childhood. It's like, you know, that, that incident with Cindy in the third grade, what if someone had said, well, here, let's tap on that. And I wouldn't have gone through years of all this 
And what Bob did to me yesterday wouldn't have bothered me so much because I wouldn't still be bothered about what Cindy did in the third grade. Truly, truly. So yeah, if we can uh, teach this at an earlier age, and we all have so much potential that we're barely scratching the surface of. And if we can clear those limitations early on, and it's not to say, you know, one of the things that I've tapped with uh, so many folks on is this feeling of it's too late and I'm getting started too late. I love when I'm talking to uh, clients in their, you know, early 20s or those people are almost 30. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's like, I should know what my career is by now. I should be there. It's like, I didn't even know that my job existed until I was 38. Isn't it wild? (laughs) We put so much pressure on ourselves during that time. And um, it is really this like abyss of experimentation and not feeling like you need to you know, make anything concrete. It really is that exploration period. And I only realized that after I went through it, it was so stressful. So yeah, I I think it's an incredible, incredible modality for really anyone of any age. And yeah, I hope, I, I think a lot about generations older than me too, like my parents' generation. Um, and just, yeah, the the healing modalities that are accessible to them, because I think some are a little far out for their liking and they, you know, they just can't get out of their heads, but this is, you know, simple and beautiful. And I am really excited to introduce this to them. Someone well. asked me at a conference once, would you say that what you do is in the realm of the woo woo? And I said, <laughs> I wouldn't say that you might, yeah. but it's just a way of using the body's energy. Yeah. It's, it's like the Heimlich so- maneuver or something. It's just, that's how the body works. And there's science and science, like this is this growing is body of, of scientific research showing. <laughs> so if y'all yes, want science. <laughs> yeah, there's the, the science is there. The science <laughs> is there, which, you know, which I think is so important. But I actually heard someone say recently, I think, I think it was our friendly Harris, but he was saying how we must release this, you know, idea of woo woo. We're, we're all born like incredibly, if you want to call it woo woo spirit, you know, we are of spirit. Like we, we, we have we a spirit. spirit yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just forget, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when someone says like, Oh, it's a little woo woo. It's, it's really speaking to that part of themselves that they just have forgotten, you know, and might feel a little, yeah, a little, um, and it's a fear unsafe. response. Yes, and that's the thing. Exactly. So when I occasionally get somebody on YouTube, leaving a comment about mm-hmm. you look like an idiot, mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that stops people from success is the fear of being seen. So I'll be in workshops. I'll say, if you have a fear of being seen, don't go on the internet, tap it on your face. <laughs> if judgment and criticism is not your bag. Um, but then, you know, we create our reality. And now as I've been tapping for so long, I don't manifest those kind of comments very often. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't show up very often. But when I see someone saying that, it's like, okay, that person is afraid. Particularly if I come along and I say, you could change your life and you could do this simple technique and it's going to help. And that person is like, I have my identity based around this. Yes. And you tell me there's a simple thing that can help me feel better. You get away from me because I can't deal with change. We are so afraid of change that when people offer something that can help change, there, that resistance comes up. And the fact that it looks a little strange gives people fodder. And so they can protect themselves. I can stay where I'm at. And I can say I'm justified in that because that looks exactly. weird. Exactly. Brilliant. Totally get it. 
get over it because you deserve better and uh, and you're and you're limiting your gifts and talents. The reason I do what I do is that people will stop limiting their how they share their gifts and talents. The, one of the job titles I gave myself is gift unwrapper. Ooh, love that. <laughs> Cute. So love that. It's, it's so that we'll we'll let go of what stops us from sharing that. I always talk about Michelangelo's David, I, the David everywhere, because he said, you know, the statues are there perfect inside the marble. I just chip away what doesn't belong to reveal the masterpiece inside. Mm. And that's what we're doing the tapping. Wow. We're tapping along and we're just chipping away the fear, the doubt, the, the guilt, the shame, the unworthiness mm. that, uh, that, that hides the masterpiece True. inside. And then we reveal that and you share it with the world. And please and thank you for doing that because you have gifts and talents to share. Yeah. Who would we be without those stories and identities? And I think it's a terrifying thing for most of us to even think about. Who would I be if... You know, the world didn't know me as Lindsay of almost 30. Who would I be? You know, it's like all of these labels and identities. And, um, you know, I even in talking to people, whether it's people in my family or friends, I can always tell, and even with myself, when someone is attached to a story or an identity. Yeah. Because even though they really want the opposite, they're not willing to let go. Yeah. I'm so afraid that I'll look in the bathroom mirror and call 911 saying there's a stranger yeah. in my house. <laughs> if so I don't see afraid. the person that I know, I I've know. been this way for so long. Yes. And we get very attached to our identities and it's allowing ourselves to recognize that we are, there's so much potential. We're possibly so much more than that. Yes. I mean, if I had, if I was stuck with, I'm an actor, I'm a, I have to be an actor. I can't yes. do anything else. Um, you know, and I don't know if it was for you when I, mm -hmm. when I decided I'm moving on, one of my actor friends said, oh, so you're quitting. Mm -hmm. How many actors know that there's something else that they might want to do? And there's not just actors, just of anybody. Yes. We're, we're stuck in a, in a job that was like, it doesn't resonate for me, but it's, it's who I am. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. And the idea of leaving seems like quitting or something like that. It's like, we, we have such a spectrum of what's, of what's possible. And being open, if I found something else that was, that felt more empowering mm -hmm. and more fun than, than doing tapping, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll sure. do that. But right now I don't know if it, I don't, I like, there's no actor I see and go, oh, I wish I had their career. It's like, I can't imagine right. anyone having a, as fun a job as I. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of just like, you know, being open and allowing, um, yeah, just something different than what your mind has held so tightly to, to yeah. come in. And that was almost 30 for me. You know, when almost 30 came in, I was like, yeah, but I auditions and I have this and that and, um, side jobs and all these things. Yeah. And I just started to like soften into what it was and what it was becoming and how it made me feel. And, and honestly, if we think about, if we're just talking about acting as an example or performing as an example, there are aspects of that that I was really feeling as I as we were building almost 30. I was like, wow, okay, like maybe it's those aspects and not necessarily the gig or the job, right? It's right. like, what is that? So yeah, it's such an, in and I know a lot of people listening are kind of at that precipice of like, wait, do I love what I'm doing? Do I have to love what I'm doing? Is there something more? Am I supposed to create my own path? Yes. So just know that we see you and, you know, I've been there and continue to be there. I feel like it's kind of a lifelong thing. Absolutely. You know? 
Yeah. Absolutely. We're, you know, we're here until we're done. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> just got to get curious. There's a, one of the things that started me on this long before I got into personal development work was when I was 15, I was talking about parapsychology and stuff. And my dad said, I think you're ready for illusions. Book by Richard Bach, who also mm. wrote Jonathan Vincent Siegel. And uh, it's just an amazing book. Quick read. Short, short, short book, but it's um, just about what's what's possible and how you know the world is illusions, and um, and 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 since then, I friends of mine like um, Joe Vitale, Bob Doyle, Mike Dooley, who are all in the movie The Secret, mm-hmm. they've all said, "Oh yeah, that was one of the first books that got me started too." Yes, and just coming from that uh, that place of, of of being open and and willing. And just the amazing things that are possible for us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I'm so happy we could chat and tap in person. This was such a gift that you were in New York at this time with your beautiful wife. Last last question is like, how has your family responded to your passion and purpose? Well, my wife, and just to be clear, she's more than beautiful. She's also very intelligent. Yes, and sharp. So everything. I want to... It's She's funny because I had said that before. When you said it before, it's like, I don't want to, you know, just. <laughs> She's everything. I mean, no one can be with you, Brad, and not be all the things. And, uh, and she's gotten certified in EFT. Oh, and, cool. Um, wrote an amazing book on the sandwich generation called Building a Legacy of Love. Wow. Um, okay, great. So, Would you mind amazing. saying her name? Christy Byrne Yates. Great. Beautiful. So, Building a Legacy of Love, Thriving in the Sandwich Generation. Wow. Find it on Amazon. Awesome. And my kids, my my daughter did some tapping videos with me when she was nine. Wow. And then 10 years later on a break from college said, we should do some more on adulting and things like that. Love that. And, uh, you know, my extended family, they're, they're supportive. <laughs> and it's, you Welcome know, to, to my world, too. They're like, are you still doing that radio show? You know. Do you make money? I'm like, oh. Okay. There's a, there was a great teacher once said <laughs> that uh, a prophet is never accepted in his own hometown. So the people closest to us often uh, have a hard time. And, yeah. and and that's okay. That's okay. It's letting go of the need to mm. say, well, you need them to, to yeah. do it. It's like, I don't, I don't need that. Need is a four-letter word. Yeah. It's most of the things that we think we need, we, we really so don't true. need. And that's a great tapping thing to, you know, even though I think I need my family to do this, even though I think I need this. It's like, yeah, clear that because that's yeah. creating pressure that you really don't need. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Please, please, please tune in to Brad on YouTube. It's incredible. We start our mornings with Brad, top with Brad. The book is Freedom at Your Fingertips, and the documentary you're a part of is The Tapping Solution. And The Wizard's Wish. The and The Wizard's book. Wish. <laughs> as long oh, as we're plugging lo- things. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love that you created a children's book. How special. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Lindy. Thank you so much, Brad. Again, that was Brad Yates, Tap with Brad. And we're here to just provide you any support in your healing journey. So thanks for joining us at Almost 30. We love y'all. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. As always, just bring you brands that we vet for you and really use and love here at Almost 30. You can find all discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. We'll see you next time.